has everyone given that desires to give. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your tithes, the offerings, and the gifts of love. We thank you for your everlasting, faithful love, your commitment to your word, and the promises and the covenant that you've made with us. We glorify you, we magnify you, and we pray that these offerings are received, O oh God. And they're received, O oh God, to you as a sweet savory to your nostrils. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This, I feel, is a real honor and pleasure. And we welcome I love many things. So we And praise God for all of the Lord's First of all, I'm very glad that, for sure. First of all, for those of you who don't know me, I am Apostle Cal's other half. His intercessor, not the first lady, but his intercessor, his help me. Amen? And secondly, I would like to give honor first to the king, yes. eternal, yes. immortal, invisible God. Yes. Everybody say invisible. invisible. The only wise the only. God. And it's all about him now. I'd like to give honor to the hostile Dr. Baker, another apostle in the area who is going to show the manifold wisdom of God to the principality and powers. Amen? Amen. And before I minister this song to the Lord first and then to you, I would just like to say God has a plan and a purpose for all of us. Amen. Esther 4 shows us that if we do not live up to our purpose, God will accomplish his will, but he will use it in a different way. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, close, just close your eyes. Don't look at me. Meditate on the word while I minister this song to the Lord. I wasn't born to royalty, not born to wealth or fame, just a very ordinary girl, no one even knew my name, but I heard God's voice when he called to me, say I have chosen my anointing rests upon you now. There is much for you to do. For such a time as this, I've come to God's kingdom. For such a time as this, I called you by name. Even when you couldn't hear, God's voice through all my fears. I kept on calling you. Oh, yes, I did. For such a time as this. Now I've served the Lord for many years. There have been highs and there have been lows. I've had to 
flipping it back and forth. Let the Lord, I'm going to talk loud. Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation who may go out before them and go in before them, who may lead them out and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep which have no shepherd. And the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, with you, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand on him. Set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation, and inaugurate him in their sight. And you shall give some of your authority to him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. And 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 5, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. May the Lord add the blessing to the reading, the hearing, the receiving of His word. As we have met and welcome Apostle Happy. Center broken people, and she gives them back to me whole. Yes. 
I'm also in honor and, and awe of my son, Garrett Hall, who yes. is the uh, convening apostle over the Assembly of Apostles of California, organization called yes. International Reformers yes. Network. I'm honored to have you here. Over to this work that we're doing. I'm honored to have Apostle Eddie Maestas, all the way from the Southern California, from Mona, California, who is the senior apostle of the Loving Unity. Hold on now. I have been trying to get uh, Apostle Baker to join me in my associations. And what has happened, this is the truth I'm going to tell you, since she joined, exponential growth has begun to occur. I can say to you that she's on the East Coast. I can say to you she's in all of Southern California. I can say to you she has access to the nations of the world because of him and because of him. And because she decided finally to join us and things began to multiply. Amen. Amen. And these two men, uh, I love, they're like my kids. They're not my kids, but they're, they're, they're part of my fiber, my being. And they're very, very important to me. And, uh, and so I won't go there anymore. Let's, let me release this. This word, so we can get on with this. Go ahead and be, be seated, please. I'm full for something that was dropped on me this morning. I went over the scriptures that were in the program. The one in Numbers and the other one that was read in the day. And I began to process a, me a message. And God said, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to process. Because I can look at the word and come up with it. I've, I've been trained by Holy Spirit. Uh, that not to look for messages to preach, but look to uncover revelation to reveal. It's a whole different concept of teaching. We don't teach for messages, we teach for revelation. To reveal what's been hidden, so that it's no longer hidden from us. And now we gain the responsibility to become doers of what's been revealed. And one of the empowering factors of the Holy Spirit is whatever He shows you, He wants you to. You to sit still long enough for him to show you how to do it. Yep. Not a good preaching, but people can't do what you preach. So it's not that great preaching. It's only great when someone can do what you declare needs to be done. Amen. And it's the doing of the word that changes cultures and places. Because you did something that came out of heaven into the earth and caused the change to occur. Somebody said men here. So it's important, it's important to understand. Let me give you another fact. I've been married to my wife for, uh, coming uh, next month for 48 years. Somebody give a real good applause because she hasn't left me yet. Come on, come on, clap your hands. I said clap your hands. Amen. Amen. That's a sister right there. She ain't never told me yet. Come on here. You know. If you don't know, you're going to know. Okay. 
<laughs> Amen. I'm a piece of work sometimes. Yes, amen. That's very true. Yes, amen. <laughs> I want to talk to you just for a moment about a just way in a way of glory. This is, this is what we're about to do. Uh, uh, I, was in, I, I was impressed by the Holy Spirit this morning to, to let the men know in the church how important it is to apologize to the women in the church for their sexist behavior, for treating a woman less than God's intentional purpose and, and, and employment for women. I didn't get no amen, but <laughs> because you need to understand a, 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 a spiritual conscience. This is how I study the Bible. I, whenever I'm writing a book or writing or doing anything, I always say, go back to the first beginning of everything before you try to come to a conclusion and you don't even know how it started. You'll never finish a race if you don't start the race. Wow. You can never get a revelation of Jesus if you don't go back to the beginning of the revelation. And so what I did this morning, I flashed again. This is what I saw. I saw Adam standing. Now, I wasn't going to say Adam and Eve, but it wasn't Adam and Eve. Adam and his woman were one. And their name was Adam. But body Christ, you won't understand this ordination, this this uh, this affirmation, this this thing, this consecration, this commissioning, if you don't get your head together. Because in the very beginning, it was a man and a woman who stood as apostles over the entire earth. Not the church system, not a denomination, not some organization where they were told they couldn't speak. But they were apostles over the entire planet of Earth. They were commissioned to have dominion, multiply, replenish, and subdue the entire Earth. A man and his woman, apostles over the Earth. You don't understand why we're doing it in the church. If you don't understand the beginning, you get frustrated when you see God doing something you don't understand. But in all of your getting, you need to get understanding. Simply means you need, to, you need to get something to stand under. And whatever you understand provides you shelter for the days when the storms come. Because of your understanding, you'll be properly protected because of what you're standing under. Come on, shelter of revelation, knowledge, knowledge of God. To know, to move with understanding. Hallelujah to God. Whenever God is going to implement a divine principle, it's because he wants the people of God to reap a divine result. So we're operating in principles of headship and governance today so that the body of Christ in San Luis, the kingdom of God is not about this church. It's a beautiful place. But it's not. It's about the kingdom. It, it goes outside the borders, the walls of this place. The kingdom of God is enlarged. It's not a me church mentality. 
That's good. My ministry mentality. Counting my people. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. God will only honor and God will only bless with his confirming presence, his own program, his own way, his own method to accomplish his purpose. That's right. Amen. We're in trouble. 32,000 denominations, we're in trouble. That's 33,000, 32,000 versions of only one truth. Amen. So let me share this real quickly so we can then we'll move on. I've got two things I need to reveal to you. We had a prophet come not long ago, maybe two or three years ago, and he released a prophetic vision that he had. And uh, let me read the verse of scripture first. I'm in Second Corinthians chapter four, I'm gonna read sixteen through eighteen. For this cause we faint not, uh, but through our outward man perish, it's necessary that you disappear. That's what that's saying. You can, listen to me. You can no longer be black, white, yellow, blue. You can no longer stand as a woman looking for a woman something, a woman this, a woman's right. You can't do that. You got to stand in Christ. The outward man has to perish. The new man in you can begin to have preeminence. And begin to lead you correctly. Past your color, past your race, past your creed. All right, yes. That's all that. You're never being led by the Spirit when you got your mind on you. <laughs> now watch carefully. Though our outward man perish, yet our inward man, see, there's a cool thing going here. Outward man perishing, inward man being in there. I must die daily. Yes. I must decrease in here. Outward man perishes. Inward man Yes. They work in sin. No outward man perish. No inward man perish. Hallelujah. That's good. That's right. That's good. That's true. I'm coming somewhere here. Take your time. You're good. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far exceeding eternal weight of glory. While we look at the things which are seen, but at the things not seen, I mean, look at the things not seen, which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen. The reason for the perishing of the outer man is because as long as he's alive, you can't walk in the unseen. You cannot walk by faith and not by sight if your outward man is still controlling your inward progress. If he's still controlling your emotions, your will, your intellect. You can't walk in the spirit with anything from the outward realm has any say in your direction that you're moving in. Now watch. This golden mantle that the prophet showed me. Let me show you. He said he had a dream. There was a gigantic golden mantle sitting in the air. And it had five parts. It had an apostolic part, a prophetic part, evangelistic, pastoral, and teaching part. 
And he asked the Lord, why is this big, beautiful, golden mantle suspended in the air? He said, because I haven't found a body I can place it upon. Oh my God. Now listen carefully. He said, until I can place this mantle on a body, I will not reveal Christ in the earth. You can play church and you can play who's going to be the preaching this week, who's going to sing the solo. I'm a prophet, I'm a evangelist, I'm an apostle. That don't mean nothing if you don't have a man. And listen to me the mantle fits on the body. If the body is dismantled and disjointed, where will the giftings of God, the God he gave to Anthropos, which he gave to mankind. Where will they lie? I tell the church, stop trying to have have miracles. God don't do all this powerful stuff. He ain't doing nothing while you all still talking about folk. Come on. It's all out of order. It won't obey the the ministers and the leaders in the house of God. It can't come in alignment with the order of the kingdom. God's not doing anything. You'll have to do witchcraft. Because God never gave his glory when things were out of order. That's right. Now the mantle. This is what I saw what we're going to do today. We have tried to operate with a pastoral mantle and left all the others out. So the pastors run the church in the Bay Area. And they're not giving it up no time soon. And then they said, okay, the teachers can come in. So we have a two mantle, two parts of the mantle, teacher and pastor. And sometimes we let the evangelists come in, as long as they stay out the church, come in, they sing a couple of songs, and they have a fire call altar where everybody's going to burn and go to hell. <laughs> but what we haven't done is the word of God says, first see apostles. And prophet need to be because if you don't have a foundation, what will the pastor, what will the teacher, and the evangelist stand on? Because the apostles and the prophets are laying foundation. So if you build, if you're in a church and you don't have that, you have no floor in your house. And that what that means is you don't have any floor in your house. You're standing on the dirt, and the dirt is cursed, and you know it is. That's why you have to try so hard to have children. Try so hard to be great. Try so hard to go to a conference. Well, you can just go to a conference and become great when you come home. Give an offer and become great and prosperous by giving up. No. It's through discipleship and training and learning from the apostolic leadership. The prophetic. This is how Scott put you on the foundation. And so what happened is. We start having a shift, and now the apostolic was being accepted. There's only one problem. The other four pieces were missing. So the mantle still doesn't fit. Because we don't have enough in grace and enough whatever God needs to give us to pull the other parts of the mantle. Because the body of Christ is the fullness of God. Yes. 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 
Y'all want to put on the jacket and cut all the jacket off except the sleeve. You want to, you want to keep it. But if you only accept one of the gifts, two of the gifts, what you're doing, you're not properly dressed yes. to become a bride. So we're here uh, because this person has already operated apostolically. It's already said. The missing part is your acceptance of what God has done. Your understanding is, oh, these women apostles. It has nothing to do with woman apostles. There are no women apostles. There are no men apostles. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. And when you step into the pulpit, you don't step into the pulpit as a woman. And you don't step into the pulpit as a man. You don't step in the pulpit as a black person. You step in there as a representative of an invisible God. You make him visible when you step into the pulpit. You make God visible when you stand in that pulpit. No you make him visible. That's what we're supposed to be doing. The image and likeness of God. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I am the visible replica of the invisible God. And as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Go and be visible of the invisible. Go and show my Father to the nations. Go and show my Father to your family. Go and show my Father. Thank you, Shabbat. Yes, God. Thank you, Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's good. Oh, hey. That's what it's for. That's right. We're putting it on. Because we want a real, real father. We want a real, real father to you. Not a woman that can preach. Oh, that sister preaches just like the men do. Yeah. Oh, she can really preach. We don't need that. We need Jesus. I'll stop with this last thing here. I'm not done. <laughs> I'm going to stop. Because there's more important things that need to be taken care of. Dr. Baker, listen to me. I know you don't understand this. I'm going to share something with you. The whole you, listen to me carefully, originated in the mind of God. Everything about you. The ins and outs was God's idea. So we need to wake up and down on ourselves. Now, you're God's idea. You come from the mind of God. You're the very thought that's been activated into purpose. My God. You! That's good. Hallelujah. That's good. And it says, and when he did this in his thought and mind about you, he gave a divine blueprint and pattern in order that you were to operate from as a set man or woman and a servant of God. And he gave this pattern to you as I get ready to take my seat. The pattern was given to you not to write books and sell books to sell to people, not to prophesy and then ask for money, 
not to have the TV show there and tell everybody they have to give to your ministry, but otherwise you're out of the will of God. But he gave you these divine endowments to give to the people. Yes. So that all of him can be revealed. Yes. 
It's the weight of glory. What is this on me? I don't feel right. No, I'm trying to get rid of you. I don't want you to feel right. But see, glory operates. He says, the man is the glory of God. First Corinthians chapter 11. And the woman is the glory of her husband. What does that mean? That means God gives Jesus his glory. Jesus gives man, watch it, his glory. And then the man is supposed to give that glory to reflect. Because she's the type of the moon. She doesn't have it all. Until the man gets to it. And when he gets to it, she reflects his glory. So what does glory do? Glory provides provision, safety, care, security. And glory provides healthy environment for growth into the image of Christ. So the reason that God wants us to have his glory, and glory goes downhill. If you got glory, somebody under you ought to feel the glory. Your kids ought to feel the glory that you say you have. Your wife ought to feel the glory. You said, glory works down. Yes. Yes. Down. Yes. Down. Yes. So as we come to glorify God for your new installation of glory, you should be disappearing in about 90 days. <laughs>
of it. This is a sovereign move of God. This house will never be the same again. and be 
be glad that you have gone through the seasons that you have gone through and you have decreased as you are to decrease and now I can increase my glory upon my church. Receive the shift. Receive the transition. For I have been doing the transformation, says the Lord. Are you with me? Yes. 
give you one example, then I'm going to stop. You know the story of Paul, surnamed Saul, when he was on his way down to Damascus. Then all of a sudden he had an encounter with Jesus. And you know the story what happened. But God sent Ananias to him to confirm that there is a heavenly call for him in the earth. And even our beloved Jesus uh, yeah. received the call. Yes. He received the validation from the Father. The Bible tells us when John the Baptist was baptizing him that the heavens opened. And God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So even Jesus in his earthly ministry had to be validated. And the only one could validate him was the Father. Because he was the original and the origin of everything. Let's give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. So now I have a duty and, and I'm honored to be able to give an apostolic charge to Apostle Baker. What's so significant about a charge is that when God brought us together, there's what we call accountability. That's a word we don't hear much. But in God's fivefold ministry government, there must be accountability. And we see in scripture where Paul had charged Timothy. So I'm going to read a few things to you in just a moment. The calling to service is a calling to the position of a special honor. Paul designated Timothy as an apostle with equal faithful minister. In so doing, he set the ministers apart as one having special relationship with an origin in God. The minister of God or the apostle of God are special representative, one who God has personally chosen and sent. Therefore, Paul emphasizing the weight of this dual responsibility by closing letter as an opening as, as he opened it with solemn charges to Timothy in the presence of God. And so what I want to do is Dr. Baker, Apostle Baker, I want you to stand, if you will. And I'm going to give you an apostolic charge. And as I go through them, I'm going to ask you, will you agree to do this? in front of God and in front of this assembly of a people, of apostles and prophets and the ecclesia that's in this house today. I charge you according to the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 42 that they continue steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayer. Will you do that? Yes. I charge you according to the book of Jude chapter 1 verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort that ye should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Will you do that? Yes. I charge you according to the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22, that you will be a doer of a word and not a hearer only. Will you do that? Yes, I will. I charge you according to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, I beseech you that you walk worthy of your vocation. I walk worthy of this apostolic call that God has called you to do. Will you do that? I will do that. 
I charge you, Apostle Baker, according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, that you will pray without ceasing. Will you do that? I will do that. I charge you, Apostle Baker, according to 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2, preaching the word of God, be instant in season and out of season. As an apostle, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Will you do that? I will do that. Come on, let's get the Lord some praise, everybody. Apostle, I charge you according to 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15 that you will study your study to show thyself approved unto God an apostle, a woman uh, I'm sorry, apostle a workman that needeth not to be ashamed right and divided in the word of truth. Will you do that? I will do that. I charge according to Titus chapter 1 verse 8 that you will be a lover of hospitality. Will you do that? I charge you according to Titus 1 and 8 that you'll be sober, just, and holy and temperate. Will you do that? I will do that. And finally, I charge you according to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 11 and 13, that you will perfect the saints for the work of the ministry, that we all come into the unity of the Spirit, and that you will apostolically work towards the unity of the faith, bringing the sons of God into a level of maturity. Will you do that? And let everybody in the house say amen. amen. And put your hands together and give the Lord some praise. Now, congregation, I want everyone to stand that loves Apostle Baker. Because I have a charge for you too. I charge you that love Dr. Baker that you would get behind this apostolic anointing and support her in every kingdom endeavor that God has called her to do. That you will also pray for her. That you will encourage her. And that you will allow her to speak apostolic into your life and push you into your purpose and your destiny. And if you agree to do that on the count of three, say, I, I will. One, two, three. Put your hands together and give the Lord some praise. Amen. You want to blow this up for
You may be seated just for a moment, Dr. Baker, and everyone. We're coming to a real special part of this service. Those of you who have your Bible, I want you to follow with me to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 14. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 14. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10 reads like this. Neglect not the gift in thee which was given thee by prophecy with the laying of hands by the presbytery. That word presbytery is a Greek word which means anointed elders, called out ones, chosen ones. Anytime ministry is released, we want to always follow after God's biblical pattern by the laying of the hands and by prophetically speaking into a person's life and destiny fulfilled the purpose of the call. I remember reading about uh, Joshua when Moses was supposed to transfer the authority over to him and God says, I want you to encourage him. That word encourage comes from a Hebrew word which is called, called quazak and literally means to become or to fulfill your purpose and your destiny. So I want all of those in here that, that want to see this apostle succeed, put your hands together and give God some praise. And he is so happy 
of your fulfilling commitment with him, all the hard work and all the pain and suffering that you have been through. And he said, thank you, my daughter, for believing in me. And in that small, still voice that you still come when I call you. Even in the middle of the night, when I call you for the nation, you come and weep with me for the nation. And I tell you when I call you, and I call you, and I call you, for every time that you come, you come with your wholeness. And God says, I'm raising you in a much higher realm with him where you get to sit in a throne with God. So you get to see more of the fruit of your labor for all the things that you have called for in the atmosphere. It will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you so much for this season of acceleration, the season of expanding your kingdom and releasing the true apostle that you've called right now, God. I thank you, God, for this hour, God, as you release your mantle over her, the fire, that everything that she touched will not only multiply, but it will just make such an impact in the, every sphere of influence. Yeah. That yeah. there's no limit, and there's, regardless how high up people are, you will go there with power and authority of Jesus Christ. And they will know it, and they will honor you, and they will say, come, Apostle Dr. Baker, tell us what the Lord is saying yes. to our nation. And you will deliver the word of God. And God said, thank you, my daughter, for being such a faithful, faithful son. Thank you so much. And now you get to lavish of his goodness and the people around you and your family. So, Father, we just thank you for this day and this hour. And we just release that fire over her. Yeah. And thank you for sending the army of God that is going to go forth and bulldoze all of the tenacity things that is not of God. That you want to go there and bring forth order when it's called for order. Yeah. Yeah. So, Father, I thank you so much that she has no fear but God. That you only fear God. And yeah. they know that. And so, Father, I thank you for bringing your army. An army, an army of angels and leaders that is going to go alongside with her to hold your arm and to hold all of the things that God is sending you for. And I pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is such a burden on my heart, Apostle Baker. Because the Lord is shifting things. And there's a shift that's taking place in this region and in this area. And what God had to do is God had to take you out of the shadows of one leadership and bring you into the light of another. And what has happened is the leadership that you were under had held you down. It had restricted you and it had kept the gift of the apostolic charge in your life from coming into manifestation. When Apostle Gary was talking about there was a shift in Israel and David had called forth for the Ark of the Covenant because God wanted to do something new in the land. He wanted to do, he wanted there to be a demonstration of his glory. And so David calls because there's a shift in Israel. There was something new that was going to transpire. There was a movement of the kingdom that God wanted to release. 
And so when he called for the ark, there was a priest by the name of Uzzah. Because what they did is they put the ark on a new cart. And like what he said, God never intended for his apostolic leaders to not carry the ark. And it began to shake and it began to move. And what happened is Uzzah stuck his hand out to steady the ark. But let me tell you what's happening today in this region. Many think that they can control the move of God. They think that they can control the movement of the kingdom. And many fivefold ministry leaders have sucked their hand of the flesh and try to control the move of God. And God says, in this region, in this land, in this area, no longer is that going to transpire. I will not let man touch the holy things of the movement that I want to do. And this is the beginning, says the Lord, of this region, of a move, of a transfer, says God. The name Uzzah means strength. And God says that the strength of mankind to try to control the move of God will no longer happen today. Uzzah had to pray a price. And God says, I'm putting to death the, 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 the carnality of mankind and the, the, the arm of the flesh to try to control the holy things of my spirit. And I heard God say this, that the previous leadership tried to control by the hand of their own strength the presence of and the gift and the call of God on your life. And I've seen you begin to explode in the realm of the spirit. It's like all of a sudden, I heard somebody say there, there was an acceleration. God says, I am accelerating because you were suppressed. And now I'm accelerating. That which was suppressed is now going to speedily come forth. And I'm going to... Bring a charge of apostolic leaders in this area. Because in this area, it's dead men's bones. In this area, in this region, it's the valley of dry bones. And God says, I'm causing my leaders to come forth and begin to prophesy from a different place. And begin to say, O ye valley, O ye Silicon Valley, hear ye the word of the Lord. O ye dry bones, you religious area, hear ye the word of the Lord. And God says, I'm putting a burden in your spirits. Because I'm going to teach you now how to carry the ark on the shoulders. It's going to be a burden that's going to come forth from the inside. And the heart and the cry of the Father through the preaching of the word today, God says, I'm going to, I'm going to encapsulate that and I'm going to put it inside of you so that it can become a reality and begin to push you forth. And you're going to catapult into this apostolic. Let's give the Lord some praise. I would like a chair to be brought up um, so I can, Dr. Baker, I want to anoint her and I want the audience to be able to see it. And if I can get some anointing on it, please. You can just sit right here, sir. Face Dr. Baker, what I do now, I do in front of everyone. In the name of Jesus, I anoint your head 
that this mind will be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, that this day forward you will receive fresh revelation and you will begin to move in the new patterns of the Holy Spirit that God is showing you and that you would have the mind of God and that there will be a great transformation that will take place from this day forward. I anoint your ears in the name of Jesus that you will be able to hear in the realm of the spirit what the Lord is saying to the church. I anoint your ear that you will be able to hear prophetic directions and a clear call that's coming from the throne room of God into the earth through this vessel. I anoint your mouth that you will prophesy and speak forth the word of the Lord. To send forth a word of correction. To send forth a word of alignment to the body of Christ. I anoint your hands and whatever you touch, that it will bring restoration and restitution to the body of Christ. I anoint these hands that they would heal the sick. I anoint these knees. Put your hand on their knees. I anoint your knees that as you begin to pray and go before God, that you will have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I anoint your feet that the word of God will be a lamp unto your feet, that God would give you directions. That God would alter your path that you will always, in your apostolic ministry, follow after the leading of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And let everybody shout, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, you can do better than that. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. As you were standing there, I was looking at your shoes. <laughs> shoes of many colors. <laughs> and that shoe, you're a woman of many colors. Yes, come on, come on. Many things come through your life. Yes, You have much diversity in you. And that diversity gives you the ability to touch many parts and to reach many that will only be able to hear from a person like you. And God told me there's three things that he's going to do through your apostolic. He's going to use you to bring protection to those that he puts into your life. He's going to use you to bring great provision to those that he puts into your life. And he's going to use you to be one that brings prayer to people's lives. Mm. Yes. And you will stand as an apostle with many colors, with great diversity. You will be able to affect black, brown, white, every color. Yes. You will be able to affect people that are rich and people that are poor. You'll be able to affect churches that won't accept some of us. But because of what I have created you to be, you'll be able to touch them and you'll be able to get into those doors to bring forth the kingdom of God to those areas. You are a woman of many colors and are able to touch many lives. And I am causing you to rise up as an apostle to bring protection, provision, and prayer. And those things will stand out for the rest of your apostolic and you will strive to do those things as the Lord will lead you. 
Yes. But God also told me that he's putting a protection around you. That no weapon formed against you will prosper. That he will guard your life because he wants to add more years to your life. So he is going to protect you from the enemy that will try to take you out before your time. And he will give you the strength. He will give you the wisdom. And he will give you the help that is necessary to finish what you need to finish and accomplish on this earth. He's protecting you from those that will speak against you or against where God is taking you. That they will no longer be able to influence you. They will no longer be able to hold you down. And they will no longer be able to keep you in a religious spirit. For I've taken that away from you. And you are free from that religious spirit. And today I'm moving you into that apostolic for this region, but not just for this region. I am allowing you to move in the apostolic to touch many regions, many cities, many states, and the world. And you'll be able to move in there because you are a woman of many colors. Today, as an apostle, I recognize that apostleship in your life. Through prayer, through relationship, and through those who know you. I respect very highly that I see you as a true apostle of God. Hallelujah. I know you many ways. When I first came into the church, you taught me evangelism. Most people don't know that. And I did exactly what you taught me. I've been in the streets ever since. <laughs> I sent my people to you. And they're safe. Amen. But here's the dynamic of this shift that's taking place. Now listen. Because I really just need to pray for you. I don't need to prophesy. I have a prayer I want to pray over you. But please hear me right. You're not traveling for clients like that become ministry. But now you're traveling for ministry that may become clients. Mm. But the My shift God. has turned from doctor to apostolic. Yes, oh. yes. Yes, you are a doctor. And yes, you do have several PhDs. But I never call you for that to be emphasized. But the pronouncement and the emphasis is on apostolic. What I have built with inside you will tear down, dismantle, and deconstruct wrong structures and enterprises. I've given you the ability to say what other people are afraid to say, but say it in a way that heals. And so you are a vessel unusual of this kind. And I will break barriers because you are a barrier breaker. He says, and you laugh before you go in. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
That means the barrier is about to come down. That's what that means. Come on, you gotta hear what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. And so, on this journey, I'm going to say this now because this is not, and it isn't true, but this is what the Lord spoke to me. We're going to need each other more than we ever have. Yes. Amen. Yes. And God is. Amen. <laughs> now, that's what happened to Apostle Gary and I. I've known Gary uh, for 30 years. I've known him since he was 10 years old. And I've known him a couple of years. And same with Mary Tony. But what's happening is they are knowing we fall in love with each other. And God says, out of this love, there's going to be some barriers that are broken. And even wicked people, you go, you're going to be perfected like your father. How is he perfected? He loves and is kind to the wicked and the unthankful. And God has given you such a capacity to see ugly and see something good on the other side. So my sister, I want to strengthen you for the journey. Uh, we, we lay our hands on you as a corporate body of a cluster of grapes. This is a cluster anointed. Hey, glory, glory to God. Glory to God. This is a bone-shaking anointing that will make your bones quiver inside of you. This will shake the very fiber of who you are. Because this is an endowment straight from the very throne of God. Placed in a human vessel that humanity might have an opportunity to have a time with divinity. Today is the day that the Lord has made. He has made you a vessel that he can use. He has turned around your sorrow into gladness. He has removed the infirmity that was in your body. He's touching and healing even now. You may look alright, but there's things that you've been challenged with. God said the challenge is over right now. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that lifts the burden. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand in the gap right now. Let the power of your resurrected Jesus fall upon your daughter. Break every yoke and chain and fetter upon it. Let the enemy run out, Lord, and be scattered. Let God arise in this moment. Let the power of your kingdom be felt and sensed and realized in this house, at this moment, during this time. Do your work here. Do your best work here. And we'll never be the same. Jesus. Jesus. Trying to say Jesus. Jesus. My God. I saw. There it is, Jeremiah. The skillful in the sense. The cunning one. Who knows how to craft your prayers. You know how to offer them. The Bible says most people don't know how to offer their prayers right. They know not how to praise the shit. He said, because your relationship with the Holy Ghost has become so close, God says, I've given you the right to craft prayer to bring deliverance to those, yes. even to your grandchildren, even to others that are struggling. As you help others, parents and children in their struggle, God said, I'm releasing yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Will everybody stand to your feet? I'm not going to introduce you as Dr. Baker. 
going to introduce you as Apostle Baker. Put your hands together and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Come on, you can be better than that. Look at her. Look at her. Okay, I see some, I see 
some dried up Asian too, you know. <laughs> but she is alive, she is active, she is all of that, you know. Huh? Anointed and appointed and all that. But she wrote this book. And it's really interesting because her name is Dorothy G. Is it G? J. What does J stand for again? Oh, in, in Chinese, it's Adin. 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 Not Adin. And what does that mean? Saber. See, and she didn't like that at first, but I did when I when I saw the book. I didn't. I I wasn't impressed with the dove. I wasn't impressed with the cross. I wasn't impressed with the. I was impressed with the tombstone. And I was impressed with the title. The title of the book is "It's Supposed to Kill You." Now see that 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 was the kind of book that I liked. Okay, you need this book. Okay, because stuff is gonna happen in your life, and what she has gone through, and what she went through, and came out victorious. And uh, I think they have it in the bookstore, or she brought some, or whatever it is. But I read this book. I don't like to read a whole lot, okay? But I've been reading books lately. And this one is one that if you're going to move in the, in, in, in the church, because the whole church is apostolic, supposed to be. Right. If you're going to move in the church, you're going to need this, okay? And she's going to be here until we can sign it for you. She didn't tell me that, but she'll even sign it for you. <laughs> Okay, another book I want to talk about is, I have two leads, is Kingdom 101, written by Lonzine Lee, Pastor Lonzine Lee. Hallelujah. But you got to begin, see this is 101. Many people want to jump into the kingdom and just start to act like they know what they're doing. Okay? And they mess things up. Kingdom 101. You need this. Now, it's not a read-through book. <laughs> she writes like I talk a long time. See how thick that book is? And you can get this one on Amazon. Now, I want to come to the other one here. I want to come to a book that's going to cook you. It's written by Apostle Calvin Cook. It's going to cook you. It's going to cook. I mean, it, it, it's cooking. I'm going to tell you something. I stayed up until 2 o'clock this morning reading this book. And people are anointed for different things. But he's anointed and appointed with a tabernacle. And if you don't understand the tabernacle, you're not going to understand the kingdom. You're not going to understand where you came from. So, am I getting commissions? No. Oh, I will? Oh, okay. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, yeah I got commissioned. I know that's what you said. <laughs> am I getting paid for, the, uh, for announcing these books? No, I'm not, okay. But I, huh? I got commissioned. Yeah, I got commissioned, okay. Anyway, uh, and, and, and I think I told him to bring... No, I asked. No, I told him to bring some books, okay? And then I, did you do it? I think I passed that in my car. So he didn't do it. He didn't do it. But that's okay. 
They were on Amazon also, because he didn't do what he was sold to do. <laughs> or asked to do, I should say. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank all of you for coming. Oh, the Alpha and Omega. I mean, the Alpha and Omega. Okay? It's a powerful force. It's more than powerful. No, I, I'm not going to say that. It's not powerful. What it is, is impartation. And it's revelation. See? Anything can be powerful. And you can step away from it. But I'm giving you three things that will transform your life. And it's a change and a shift of place. So it's time for transformation. Okay? And I thank all of you that joined us on Cyberspace, wherever it is you're from. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you were here with us today. I got to say something afterwards that I'm not going to say publicly, okay? So that's why I'm telling you goodbye. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. And may the Lord make his face to shine upon you, which he already has, and give you peace. And shalom and happy Hanukkah. Okay, turn them off. <laughs>